Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. From Hollywood, William Bendix, Charles Bickford, and Lorene Tuttle in the current baseball classic, The Babe Ruth Story. Yes, from Hollywood, the Screen Guild Players brought to you each Thursday night by Camel Cigarettes. How mild can a cigarette be? Try a camel in your T-zone. Tea for taste and tea for throat. And see just how mild a cigarette can be. Yes, prove to yourself what throat specialists reported in a coast-to-coast test of hundreds of men and women. In this test, these men and women smoked camels. And only camels for 30 days. An average of one to two packs a day. Noted throat specialists examined these smokers' throats every week. And reported... Not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. Thursday night, Screen Guild night, when Camel Cigarettes bring you your favorite stars in their greatest motion picture roles. Tonight... It's a story that's knocking them for a home run at the box office. Roy Del Ruth's Allied Artist production, the exciting story of Mr. Baseball himself. For the first time on the air, the Screen Guild players present The Babe Ruth Story, starring William Bendix and Charles Bickford with Lorraine Tuttle. All right, boys, all right, quiet now. There'll be no classes at St. Mary's School today. Is it... Brother Matthias, is it the babe? Yes, my boy, it's the babe. Yes, here at St. Mary's School in Baltimore, this is where it all began. A long, long time ago. 1913, Christmas. And the chapel bell was ringing that morning, too. I remember as I was sitting in my study. Now, who did that? Who threw that snowball through my window? Who? Oh, it's you, George. Merry Christmas, Brother Matthias. Merry Christmas. I was... I was trying to throw a curve. And it worked. You should have seen it, Brother. It it sailed off straight as a bullet, and then it broke like lightning. Right through the... Right through, through the... Sure. It sure did. Better give your arm a rest, George. Come in. I have a surprise for you. Yes, sir. Sit down, George. Uh, Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, you'll be leaving us in the spring. You'll be going outside to make a life for yourself. Yes, sir. You've been with us a long time, George. Ever since you were 12. Ever since your mother died. I'll miss you. Oh, same here, Brother Matthias. St. Mary's has been good to me, and, and so have you. I guess I've been a problem sometimes. You're no problem, George. You're one of the best boys we've had. Any idea of what you'd like to do? Well, I, I've learned a trade, how to be a tailor. I don't go for it much, no. No, I didn't think so. You know, Jack Dunn watched our school team play several games last spring. Jack Dunn. He's the manager of the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles? Oh, that's a real baseball team. How would you like to play with them? 
Me? Gosh, I'd give my right arm. Save it. You might need it this season. You see, Mr. Dunn saw you pitch three games, and he said to me, I think I'll sign that, babe. Babe? Babe who? It seems you're getting a nickname and a job. He'll pay you $600 for the season. How's that? You mean that I get paid to play baseball? Aren't some people crazy? $600. There ain't that much money in the world. There isn't that much money, George. That's what I said. There ain't that much money in the world. Hey, guy. Hey. Did you pipe that rookie's nightshirt? First guy I ever saw wearing a tent. And did you see what he took to bed with him? Yeah, four hot dogs and a bottle of pop. I don't know about that guy's pitching, but when it comes to eating, he's going to have the fattest average in baseball. <laughs> Let's give him the once over. Huh? Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, hello, fellas. Just thought we'd uh, kind of look in on you, babe. Everything all right? Oh, yeah, fellas, thanks. But uh, what's that for, that, uh, that hammock? That? Oh, midget sleeping then. Travel for half fare. They do? Ah, oh, don't kid the babe, you guys. We got to help him. Show him the ropes. Babe, that hammock ain't for midgets. Huh? It's for your arm. You sleep with your pitching arm in it, babe. Oh, gee. The railroad thinks of everything, don't it? <laughs> Go on and try it, babe. It's easy when you get to hang. Yeah. Keeps your pitching arm limber. All night. All right. Well, yeah. Gee, it feels sort of uncomfortable. Hey, but you guys. Guess if you what's fellas... the convention? What's going on? Oh, hello, Mr. Dunn. The fellas here were just helping me out. Kind come of on, come on. How... Break it up. You guys know we're playing an exhibition game tomorrow. Connie Max World Champ. Now, you can't stay up all night and bat 300. Hit the hay now, all of you. Go on. Okay. Good night. Good night, fellas. Good night. Say, uh, Mr. Dunn, I, I was just wondering... Hey, what are you doing with your arm? Oh, I got it in this pitcher's sling. It's kind of tough, but I can make it all right. Why, if I had a bat, I'd start swinging at those dopes. Look, babe, you're going to pitch tomorrow. Now, if anybody tells you to stick your head into a furnace, don't do it. No, sir. Now, anything else wrong with you? Uh, yeah, I'm hungry. How do you know? You didn't see it either. An unknown rookie on the Baltimore Orioles today defeated the world champion athletics by a score of one to nothing, mowing down with ease such famous hitters as home run Baker, Eddie Collins, and Stuffy McInnes. Pitcher George Herman, alias Babe Ruth, made baseball history as he led his minor league. Brother Matthias, did you see the paper? Babe Ruth just won his 12th straight game. Pitch, hit, run. Gee, that Babe Ruth can do anything. Brother Matthias, he made it. Babe Ruth made it. He's going up to the big leagues, the Boston Red Sox. Yes, that's how it always was. That boy was every youngster in America. The babe was king to those kids. He could do no wrong. And no one ever challenged his place in their hearts, whether he was up or whether he was down. Gee, what could have happened to him, Brother Mathias? At first there ain't a batter in the league and touch him. And now he's lost four games in a row. Do you think he's through? I don't know, son. Now let's go in. It's time for dinner. I think I'll skip dinner, Brother Mathias. I don't seem to have any appetite. Uh, 
I think I'll skip dinner, Sid. I don't seem to have any appetite. Look, babe, I'm just a sports writer, but I do know one thing for sure. You've got to eat if you're going to win games. Nah, I was always good with a knife and fork, and today they knocked me out again. Gee, Sid, if I only knew what was wrong. Bet I can tell you. Hey, Sid, your voice is changing. <laughs> that dame in the next booth. Huh? I wasn't eavesdropping, but I couldn't help hearing. Are you talking to me, sister? Certainly. I paid good money to see you pitch today. And you let the Yankees knock you out in the third inning. <laughs> Them lucky bums, horseshoes in every pocket. Well, just the same, they beat you. And I know why. But uh, if you'd rather, I'd go back to my table. Uh, no, wait a minute. Please. Well, <laughs> what does he say? Uh, please. Please, lady, peek into your crystal ball with them big blue eyes and tell me why them hitters have been walloping my stuff lately. It's very simple. You tip them off. You telegraph every curveball you pitch. <laughs> Sid, listen to this canary. Listen, me, telegraphing what I'm going to pitch. Okay, I'll show you, sister. Hey, Sid, you got a ball or something I can... How about this bun? Huh? Yeah, a bun. That'll do fine. Now, watch. I take my grip, I go into my wind-up like this, and when... Hold it! Hold it there. Don't move. You see? Every time you start to throw a curve, you stick your tongue out. Huh? By gosh, babe, you do. She's got something. No wonder I've been getting knocked out so much. Oh, gee, sister, you don't know what this means to me. I could... Honest, I could kiss you, honey. You always kiss your baseball coach? Well, if he looked like you, sure. No fooling, Sid. I like this skirt. She's an angel. Imagine spotting a thing like that. Gee, I gotta tell the boss. He might give me a chance against them tigers tomorrow. Look, sister, I want you to come to the game and... Hey, Sid, she's gone. Brother Matthias, he did it! He beat the Tigers! He beat Ty Cobb and all of them! Sure, the Red Sox will win the pennant. They got Bay Ruth in their pitching, haven't they? Did he win two World Series games and pitch 29 innings without letting them score? I say that makes the Bay greater than even Christian Matheson. <laughs> Well, babe, another training season, huh? That's right, Sid. But, gee, I wish we could train up near New York. Then I wouldn't be so far away from Clara. Claire? Hmm? Yeah, what's the difference? You know who I mean. It's funny the way things turn out, huh? Remember that night we met her, Sid, up in Boston? That time she told me to keep my tongue on my face? And then finding her again in New York in that show, and, and now we're practically engaged. I, I write her a letter almost every day. Does she ever answer? Now, what's that got to do with it? Say, you said I, I, I ain't written yet today. If you've got a few minutes... Sure, uh, sure. Go ahead and dictate. Oh, swear. Well, here goes. <clears throat> uh, dear sister. Darling Claire. Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darling uh, Clara. <clears throat> well, I got some news for you. Today, I ain't throwing him in there as a pitcher no more. The boss wants to build up the team batting average, and he wants me to take a cut at that old apple every day. So now I am a fly chaser out in the pasture. I miss you more than ever, honey. Because now I got more time to think about missing you. I'm playing in the outfield and nothing much happens out there, which is why I got more time to think about how I'm missing uh, you. Babe, uh, uh, huh? You're in a rut. Yeah, it must be the climate. Uh, uh, read me what I wrote, Sid. Hmm? Darling Claire, there's a longing for you in my lonely heart as your vision of loveliness haunts me night and day. <laughs> Although you're miles away, I'm happy in the thought that the sea has its pearls, the heaven its stars, and I have you. I shall count the lonely hours until we meet again. Everlastingly, your babe. Gee, I said that pretty good, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you're getting better all the time. Gee, <laughs> Brother Matthias, 29 home runs. That's a big league record. Yes. 
The pitchers are saying it's the lively new ball. Boy, well, next season comes around. He'll bat the Red Sox right after the pennant. No, I don't think that'll be possible, son. You don't? Why not? The Red Sox just sold him to the New York Yankees. Root, I've asked the reporters to come here today because I want to say something when you sign with us. Colonel Rupert, you just keep making beer like this and you can say anything you want to. <laughs> First, I want you to meet Miller Huggins. He's the manager of our New York Yankees. Oh, this little runt here? Hiya, <laughs> Squirt. What are you doing down there? <laughs> I like it down here. <laughs> I like this little guy. <laughs> Please, gentlemen, gentlemen. Now then, Root, you hit 29 homers for Boston last season. I, I don't suppose you or anybody else will ever do that again. But there's one thing you must know, and uh, this goes for you too, Millerhuggin. I'm tired of losing. I must have a winner. Well, get me more players like Ruth and you'll get your pennant. Uh, thanks, Muggins. <laughs> the name is Huggins. <laughs> I tell you, I like this guy. <laughs> don't worry, Colonel. I'll get you enough pennants to make a quilt. You should. You're getting more salary than President Coolidge. Why not? Did Coolidge ever hit any home runs? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I love this little squirt. How many home runs are you going to hit next year, babe? Oh, heck, I'll probably smack out 50 homers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, gentlemen, and uh, you may quote me. We'll have the greatest year in the history of baseball. Extra, read about the baseball scandal. Extra! What's the use, Brother Mathias? Oh, what's the use? I know just how you feel, son. It's hit me pretty hard, too. Huh, first Santa Claus. Now baseball. Gee, there ain't nothing left to believe in. Well, I wouldn't go so far as that. You see, I happen to believe in both. And let me tell you something else. I know this scandal will hurt the game. I know lots of people won't go near a ballpark anymore. But then lots of others will be out there every chance they get. Why? Because there's one player who's never let us down. He never has, and he never will. A friend of mine. Name of George Herman Ruth. How mild can a cigarette be? Prove Camel's mildness for yourself. In your own tea zone, tea for taste and tea for throat. Yes, try a camel and prove to yourself what noted throat specialists reported in the coast-to-coast 30-day test of hundreds of men and women. In this test, men and women of all ages smoked camels and only camels for 30 days, an average of one to two packages a day. Noted throat specialists examined the throats of these smokers every week. They made in all 2,470 careful examinations. And they reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. Prove it for yourself. Make your own camel mildness test in your T-zone. If at any time you're not convinced that camels are the mildest, yes, the mildest cigarette you've ever smoked, return the package with the unused cigarettes to the makers of camels, and you will receive its full purchase price plus postage. 
Camel Cigarettes now present Act Two of The Babe Ruth Story, starring William Bendix and Charles Bickford with Lorene Tuttle. I had told that youngster that Babe would never let us down, and he never did. He promised the Yankees 50 home runs, and he kept that promise with a little despair. Gee, Brother Matthias, 59 home runs! Won't nobody ever come near that record. Yes, people who'd sworn they'd never see another game came back just to see him hit a home run. They came again and again, and their faith was restored. Next season, the Babe's big booming bat drove the Yankees into the first pennant that ever won, and into the first home they'd ever had, the Yankee Stadium, the greatest ballpark in the land, the finest field, the finest stands, the finest everything. You know something, Hug? These are the best hot dogs in the league. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty big crowd out there today, Babe. Biggest that ever attended a ball game. No fool. Say, did you know it's just 17 steps from the dugout to this hot dog stand? <laughs> That's pretty swell, huh? If a magician ever saws you in half, he'll find himself a fortune in hot dogs. Oh, you're jealous, Hug. If you had an olive, you'd look like a worm that swallowed a football. <laughs> Listen, this season I'm out to win the pennant and the World Series. I want this ball club in condition, and that means you. Oh, sure, Hug, you betcha. Hey, pal, fix me up another dog, will you? Listen, babe, do you know what they're calling this stadium? They're calling it the house that Ruth built. That's quite a compliment. Yeah, well, it's mighty nice. Hey, that is a big crowd, isn't it? Yep, 70,000 of them, babe. And I want to tell you something. They respect you and love you. This stadium is their tribute to you, to what you've done for the game. You owe them something, babe. Don't ever forget that. Those must have been difficult years for Huggins. A small man, intense, with a fierce desire to win. A small man trying to make a big man, a big kid, really, toe the line. The friction grew until two years later, that afternoon in Chicago, in Comiskey hey, Park. Hey, babe, will you Okay, okay, slow down, kids. Take it easy, Huggins. Hey, babe, will you autograph this ball for me? And my dog. Well, well sure, kid. Hey, uh, what's the pooch's name? Pee-wee. <laughs> hey, Huggy, that's Pee-wee. That ought to be your name. <laughs> All right, nice guy. Get in there and get your bat in practice. I was just on my way. Stick around, kids. I'll show you how to paste that old out. Pee-wee, you got to be quiet now. The baby's going to bat. Pee-wee. Pee-wee, come back. Don't go out there. Pee-wee. Pee-wee. <laughs> oh, gee, kid. I didn't mean it. The pooch ran out of the field and... Hey, baby, he can't get up. He won't die, will he? He won't die. No. No, we won't let him die. Come on, kid, we'll get him to a hospital. What's the matter with you, anyway? Ain't this a hospital? Ain't you a doctor? Yes, I'm an intern here. Well, then what do you mean you won't operate just because he's a dog? You're so narrow-minded, your ears overlap. Someone send for me? What's the trouble here? Oh, Dr. Belton, I've tried to explain to Mr. Ruth that this is not a veterinarian hospital. But veterinarian, he... vegetarian, who cares what religion his joint is? <laughs> Just save the dog. Look, babe, he isn't even moving now. Oh, well, you can't let him die. You said you would. No, I will. 
You see, Doc, I promise. You gotta back me up. Dr. Belton, shall I remove the dog? Certainly not. Get him ready for surgery. Hey, kid. You hear that? We're in. You and me will wait right here, and the docs will fix him up as good as new, won't you, Doc? Huh? I just hope I can remember my canine anatomy. Oh, gee, fellas, I, I clean forgot what time it was, and uh, how did you do today? We lost. How did you do? I won't know until I see Hug. How does he feel? Vince, when are you worried about my health? Oh, hello, Hug. Where uh, were you during today's game? Huh? Oh, yeah. You know, Hug, the doggonest thing happened. Well, that's I... nothing compared to what's going to happen. Get out of that uniform and stay out. Now, listen, short and ugly. I'm getting tired of you picking on tired, me. Huh? Well, I'm fining you $5,000. Now be good and tired. $5,000? you have broken every rule in the book and laughed it off. Now pack up and get out of here. Go back to New York and stay there until I say you can play again. Try and laugh that off, Mr. Big. I've often thought since then a lesser man might have brooded on his grievances, might have built an undying grudge in his heart, but not the babe. He was like a child who'd been spanked and wanted only to get back in his parents' graces again. Once the suspension was lifted, he played his heart out for the bantam manager. 1923-24, battling against illness in 1925, bouncing back again in 26, and then in 1927... The last game of the season, and he breaks his own record! Oh, boy, oh, boy, 60 home runs! That wasn't all. There was still the World Series. The Yankees taking four straight games, clinching the title with the Babes' two home runs. And then in 1932, that other series, the one that the fans will never forget. Miller Huggins gone now, but the babe is still in there, still taking his mighty cut at the ball. The count is two strikes. The pitcher delivers. The babe connects, and suddenly the crowd goes mad. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we've just witnessed the most dramatic gesture ever seen on a baseball diamond. You can hear the crowd, of course, but let me tell you exactly what happened. With two strikes on him, two strikes, mind you, Babe Ruth pointed to the center field bleachers as if to say that was where he put the next pitch. Well, the pitch came over, and that's just what he did. He parked that ball in the center field bleachers exactly where he said he would. And, and that crowd that's roaring, that's a Chicago crowd, ladies and gentlemen, yelling and screaming and almost tearing the stands apart. And why shouldn't they? They've just seen something they'll never forget, the greatest home run in the history of baseball. <laughs> That was the babe. He never quit. Not even later when he was broken and sick, when the count was too against him in his fight for life. I think I shall always remember that morning, the big fellow lying there on his hospital bed, still smiling, still game. Gee, it's like old home week, Brother Matthias, having Claire and you here. That's why I married her, so that I would have, have a visitor when I couldn't get out. Wheel it in here, please. Hey, what's the idea of the rubber-tired hack, Doc? You going to take me for another ride? Yes, babe, if you say so. Babe, this is Dr. Belden. He's from Chicago. We've called him in. Belden? Doc, ain't I met you somewhere before? Yes, a long time ago. You coming in as a pinch hitter? Well, in a sense. Then this means something serious? Well, it, it, it all depends if we have any love. Hold it, Doc. Stop throwing curves. 
Give it to me straight. I'm in tough shape, huh? Dave, I wouldn't let them tell you before. I couldn't. But now you've got to know. You mean it might be a, a one-way ride? George, tonight they wish to give you a serum. It has never been used before on human beings. Whether you take it or not is a decision which only you can make. Because it may mean your life. Never been used before, huh? But if I take it, that might help somebody, people, kids. Yes, George. If it helps you, then the doctors will know it's safe to use on other human beings. It's a swell world, Claire. With a lot of swell people in it. I'd kind of like to stick around a while. You will, babe. I know you will. Just keep swinging. They can't strike you out. She's right, George. You'll make it. But I'll dust off home plate, just in case you have to slide for it. You see what I mean, Claire? Swell people. How can a guy lose with a team like that pulling for him? Okay, Doc. This has got to be my 61st homer. He had a lot of fancy nicknames in his life. To the headline writers, he was the Sultan of Squat. To the fans, he was Mr. Baseball himself. But to the ones who loved him best, the kids of America, he was always, in simple affection, the babe. His memory is eternal with them. Babe Ruth will never be forgotten. Not as long as there still remains a ball, a bat, and a boy. William Bendix and Charles Bickford will return to the microphone in just a moment. Make the camel 30-day mildness test. Prove to yourself what noted throat specialists reported in a coast-to-coast -coast test. Hundreds of men and women of all ages smoked camels and only camels for 30 days, an average of one to two packages a day. Their throats were examined each week by noted throat specialists, and these doctors reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. When you smoke camels, you enjoy mildness, plus the full, rich flavor of camels' choice, properly aged and expertly blended tobaccos. Make your own 30-day camel mildness test. Learn how mild, how enjoyable camels are. And now a final inning with our guests, Bill Bendix and Charles Bickford. Gentlemen, you really batted a thousand tonight. Well, of course, the proceeds from this show support one of the finest things in Hollywood, the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house and hospital. So I know I'm speaking for all actors when I say it's a privilege to appear with the Screen Guild players. Uh, it's very nice, Charlie, but folks, what Mr. Bickford hasn't mentioned is, is that he's been one of the hardest workers in behalf of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Thank you. And since you're so generous, why not save some of that applause for Camel Cigarettes? Yes, month after month, year after year, they're keeping on with their good work of sending free smokes to the men and servicemen's hospitals. This week, among other hospitals, 
Three camels are being sent to U.S. Army Station Hospital, Fort Riley, Kansas, U.S. Naval Hospital, Key West, Florida, Veterans Hospital, Springfield, Missouri. This makes a total of more than 180 million cigarettes that the camel people have sent to servicemen and veterans. Happy smoking, fellas. Your free cigarettes are on the way now. The Screen Guild Players are directed by Bill Lawrence. The adaptations are by Harry Cronman. Remember, Thursday night is Screen Guild night. And next week, a story crowded with excitement and terror, a violent tale of a man who walked into the face of certain death, The Kiss of Death, starring Victor Mature, Richard Ridmark, Colleen Gray, and Leon Ames. Be sure to listen. The Babe Ruth story was presented through the courtesy of allied artists, producers of The Dude Goes West. William Bettix appeared through the courtesy of his own radio program, The Life of Riley, heard every Friday over this network. Charles Bickford is currently starring in Sam Goldwyn's Rosianna McCoy. For fun and hilarity, don't miss Camel Cigarettes' other great show over these same stations. Tomorrow night, the Jimmy Durante Show with Alan Young. And remember, Thursday night is Screen Guild Night, the greatest stars and the greatest stories brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. This is Vern Smith speaking for Camel. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.